Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 26th, 2015. This is Tom Maluli, and I am joined by Tim Maluli and our newest addition to the team, Casey Maluli. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, I thought uh, in light of the volatility that we've seen in the market over the last few days, uh, this would be a good opportunity to revisit some of the investing basics. So I wanted to talk about the different types of orders that you can place when you're buying and selling. We've gotten some calls from clients who uh, have heard from friends that they put in stop orders because they thought that it was going to protect them. didn't really work out that way. So Tim, you want to kind of just walk through what's happened, uh, especially on Monday? Sure. I mean, as, as a lot of you probably know, uh, on Monday morning, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down at the open over a thousand points, and at the same time, the S&P 500 was also down that same amount on a percentage basis. We also saw a lot of exchange-traded funds or ETFs down a big margin on Monday morning as well. Some moving down even 40 or, or 50 percent early on during the day. A lot of people were wondering how could that happen. Well, that's kind of what we're going to cover here. So I thought what we'd do is just walk through a couple of different types of orders that you can put in when you're buying and selling exchange-traded funds or ETFs or, or stocks. Casey, why don't you cover some of the simple ones first? So the first type of order we're going to talk about is a market order. In a market order, you're going to be buying or selling your shares at what the current market price is right now. So one of the things that happens is, you know, now people can use their smartphone or an iPad to put in orders with their online broker. They're putting orders in, say, at night or on a Sunday afternoon before the market, you know, is actually even, even open. open yeah. And you're putting in a market order. You don't even know what the price is going to be. You're just, you're, what you're telegraphing to everybody is just get me out of this thing at whatever price. But we can actually tweak that order a little bit, right? So we don't have to just throw in a market order. There's more. There's also what's called a market at open order. And this can be entered up nearly right before markets open. So right up until just about 9.30. With this market order, you're going to get the opening price of whatever security you put the order in for. Pretty much... Wherever it is, that's, that's the price regardless you're of get. the price, that's, that's what you're getting. We saw some of these uh, exchange-traded funds that were trading down 30%, 40%, 50% on the open uh, and in the first half hour of trading on Monday. This is really what we're kind of driving at. So uh, the first type of orders that people need to know about are market orders, and that's probably the most common type of order that's, that's placed but there are also limit orders. Tim, you want to talk about limit orders? Sure. Uh, a limit order would be instead of buying or selling at the market price, you identify the price that you want that trade to happen. Now, one thing to understand with limit orders is that that price that you identify might not happen right away, and it might not even happen at all. You want to buy your shares at $50 or better. 
So if you're buying, you want to have a lower price. Yes. Okay. Or if you're trying to sell, you want to have that $50 price or higher. You wanna okay. So uh, let's just clarify with numbers so people understand. Let's say you like a stock at $51 and you put in a limit to buy the shares at $50 or better. So if the stock trades down to 50 your order is going to get filled. Yep. And if it actually... If it goes anywhere below 50 you're you're going to get that as well. You might even get a better price. Yeah. Right, you might get a better price. So same way if you're selling stock. So you bought a stock at 50 it's now 60 and uh, you say, you know what, if I can get 62 I'm going to be real happy. So you put in a limit order and if the stock starts moving away, starts going down, that 62 limit order may be hanging out there forever. Yeah, and these limit orders, they can be defined either for the day or good for X amount of days, whether it's a week or two weeks. Yeah, we have, you know, one of the brokers that we use says you can put in a, a, a good for six months type of order. There used to be, uh, back in the day, there used to be things called GTC or good till cancel orders but I think where the confusion really comes in with are these stop orders. So, Casey, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about stop orders? All right. So there's two types of stop orders. There's a regular stop order, and this becomes activated when the stock or ETF moves through that stop price. Then it becomes a market order. I, I think we got to just pause right here and remind people what you just said. Could, would you mind just saying that again? So when the stock hits the stop price, it becomes a market order. Yeah, that's really, really big. And I think a lot of people forget it because people just flippantly say all the time, well, let's just put a stop underneath it. That'll protect us. So a stop order, once it's activated, becomes a market order. But there's another type of stop order, isn't there? Yep. The other type of stop order is a stop limit order. And this also becomes activated when the stock moves through the stop price, but then it becomes a limit order. Like all limit orders, the order may not happen right away or, or it may not, not happen, happen ever. Yep. Right, yeah. Possible to have a stop price at one price and a limit at the other. Tom, could you, uh, could you give us an example of that? Okay, so suppose you have a stock that moves around quite a bit. Uh, it's now, you, you paid, say, 33 for it, you want to protect, so you put in a stop at 30, limit 29. What most people do is you can put in a stop limit order. When you say stop and a limit, that's actually two prices. So you can have, what most people do is they say stop limit $30. So their stop is at 30 then their limit's at 30. So remember, the stock has to get through $30 and then it has to trade at $30 for your limit to happen. So some people put in orders where they say, sell stop 30, limit 29. So it becomes activated when it hits 30, you wanna sell it at 29 or better. This is the, what, I'm what I'm driving at, is that a lot of people just don't understand the nuances between these orders. So. Was it stop orders that drove down the market on Monday? It's possible that that is the reason, but that might not be the entire reason. Yeah, we had a lot of ETFs that traded immediately down in a 
big way on Monday, down like 30%, 40%, some of them even more. When you have that gap down in open, uh, when a market opens, a stock or an ETF, for example, closed the day before at $50, and you have a stop at, say, $40, but the stock or the ETF opens at $30, your stop order actually did get activated. And if, if it was a stop order, it became a market order. And your, sh your shares didn't get sold where your stop was at, at 40. Your shares got sold at 30. How, how useful was that? Not very useful at all. Yeah. Kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Now with the ease of trading, you can now buy and sell stocks and ETFs on a smartphone. And it's become so easy to add or, s to add a sell order on, on your laptop, iPad, or smartphone. It's really easy to make mistakes or simply miss how the order should be entered. Yeah. There's something extra to consider with ETFs. The, the price of an ETF is based on the prices of the underlying holdings in that basket. You know, now some of these baskets own 500 stocks. ETFs, their prices get updated throughout the trading day every 15 seconds. So they take the price of each of those underlying components even if there's 500 of them, they update the prices every 15 seconds and they recalculate the value of the basket. Now, there's some folks in the media that urge their listeners not to own any ETFs that have, you know, light volume or little volume. But it's the volume of the stocks that are in the basket. That's what matters the most. Yeah, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, the ETF system is broken when some of these ETFs were down 25 or 30 percent or more on Monday morning. That's not true. The system worked. If you put in a market order and all the components in the basket aren't open for trading, you're going to get the value of the components that are open for trading. That's really, really important to understand. And that's why some of these ETFs were trading at 50 cents on the dollar. I mean, one of them in particular we were, we were looking at here in the office had closed on Friday at like 22 or $23. 22. Uh, and there were trades going off at 11, down 50% on Monday. So what happened? Let's try and just, you know, reconstruct what happened with that. Probably some market orders were thrown in over the weekend. Yep. And then when it opened lower, those orders got filled at the market or market at open and they started trading down at that at that really low price and potentially all of the stocks or underlying securities in that ETF weren't even trading yet. Right. So they weren't even open. They weren't getting an accurate valuation of what the ETF should have been. So if an investor places an order, especially a market order, to sell at or before the market opens, there's something working against them. All the underlying members of the ETF may not have begun trading yet. Right, so you may not have what they call price discovery. Yep. Even though this thing updates every 15 seconds, if only half of the names in the basket are open for trading, you've got... It can't be accurate. Yeah, it's not going to be. So we, as a rule, try to avoid making these kind of transactions when the market opens uh, or when there's a lot of volatility going on because you're not going to get... These things are terrific investments, but you're not going to get accurate pricing at certain times. We just want to say that none of the securities mentioned in this or any podcast is, represents a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. 
And this podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned here. If you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you're probably making a huge mistake. We strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any investment. If you don't have an investment advisor, uh, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have without any kind of cost or obligation. You can pick up the phone and find us. We're in New Jersey. Our phone number is 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's all we have for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new topic.